FM 102.9, 105.9, AM 1310, and on your smart speaker, it's News Talk KZRG. Steve Scott, and I'm Peter Thiel. He's a candidate. He's running for the U.S. Senate. He is a man that uh, came into our, uh, uh, in our lexicon in the great state of Missouri during the protests following George Floyd. And uh, he's become a good friend of mine and somebody I think you'll all want to meet tomorrow at the Joplin Lincoln Day event. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, future U.S. Senator, if the Lord wishes, Mark McCloskey, how are you? Very good. Thanks for having me on the show, Peter. Always. You you have an open invite with us at any time. Do you serve barbecue here? Uh, not in the building, usually, <laughs> but nearby there's a lot of really good places. So there you go. It's uh, I know that going through how many how many miles have you driven over the last year? Oh, you know we uh, we got a new vehicle for the sake of the campaign. I announced uh, what May the eighteenth of last year. We've got uh, as of yesterday sixty eight thousand two hundred and some miles on the on the vehicle. So uh, that's what we've been doing. I mean, we've been just very very busy. Yesterday, for example, was that yesterday? Day before yesterday, um, I uh, gave a presentation in Jeff City in the rotunda of the Capitol on. Election integrity. Yep. I uh, was on from uh, 1230 to 1. Then I was going to meet the uh, People's Convoy out in Monroeville, Indiana for a presentation at 7 o'clock that same night. <laughs> Five and a half hour drive, testing the <laughs> limits of the Illinois State Police the entire way out there. Then I had to drive back here, uh, do, do this this morning. Then I've got a full day in Joplin today, Cedar County tonight, Green County. Uh, uh, what is it uh, in... Uh, Playing uh, in in Greenfield tomorrow morning afternoon, and then back here for the Joplin uh, Neo Show. Uh, you know, Lincoln Day event. Jasper and Newton combined Lincoln Reagan Day dinner, and, uh, and it's just been fun. I mean, I, I like meeting people. I I've got this kind of bizarre concept that if I'm going to be representing the people of Missouri, I ought to meet as many of them as possible. And and I think that's the deal. And one of the things, if you do not, I. Uh, we all want to make sure that we have a, the next great candidate to be our U.S. senator. And I've said this often. Anybody who gets nominated, I would be happy to have. I think you'd make an amazing U.S. senator. Wait. And and so I but my point of view on this is that if you as a general citizen want to go in and be a part of something, meet these people early, because early in the game, you say, Mark McCloskey, I'm a farmer or I have a small business and I don't think we're being represented well on this. The earlier you're in, the more than likely you're going to put that in your head that if elected, you will be bringing those issues and those concerns up in the U.S. Senate. Yeah. And, you know, we've been doing this now, uh, not, uh, you know, even though I only announced my candidacy last May the 18th, I've been campaigning essentially full time since July 13th of 2020 when we started on the Trump campaign. And we campaigned for the president up through the end of the election. And then when the election was over, Patty and I just kept doing what we'd been doing for the president on our own, putting on presentations in Jeff City and the rotunda of the Capitol. And then people liked hearing what we had to say and started inviting us to Lincoln Reagan Day dinners. And we just kept doing that and still never thought about being a candidate for anything. Just talking about our God-given rights and, and our freedoms and the Constitution and how this current administration is stripping all that away from us. And uh, then when Roy Blunt decided not to run for re-election, people started calling up and asking me if I wanted to do it. And, you know, my initial reaction was, no, I, I don't, like, <laughs> don't like politicians, don't want to be one. Um, but we're driving up 
excuse me, the, the <laughs> estate Lincoln Reagan Day dinner up in Kansas City last, last spring. And I look over in the car at Patty and I say, Patty, is this, is this what we really want to do? And she says, it's not up to us. It's already been decided. And that's kind of really the way we look at it. You know, and that's the that's the deal that you have to keep in mind is that when people run for office, uh, you know, market goes on. Let's talk about uh, Russian oil. Um, we're still buying a lot of Russian oil. We now have Nancy Pelosi saying no. We now have uh, other Democrats and lots of Republicans saying no more Russian oil. But the president of the United States is demanding that uh, we continue to purchase Russian oil. What the hell's going on? About a billion dollars a day yeah. in oil we're buying from Russia, while at the same time, Lindsey Graham's calling for the assassination of the, uh, of the leader of, of Russia. Um, and, we're, uh, at, and there's so many warmongers out there uh, advocating for war. But think about this. I don't think anything. Uh, well, I think it was uh, FDR that said that if it happens in politics, it's not a coincidence, right? And you've got the, the president of the United States in this administration stopping oil production in the United States, prohibiting drilling on government land, stopping pipelines, approving the Nord Stream 2 to provide Europe with, uh, with Russian national ga- natural gas. So we now have a European uh, uh, Union which is entirely beholden to Russian nat- natural gas. 55% of all the natural gas in Germany comes from, this, from Russia. At the same time, we're squeezing out uh, internal production in the United States. 14 months ago, we were energy self-sufficient. Now we're buying a billion dollars a day in oil from somebody that, that uh, is attacking Central Europe. And this is complete nonsense. I agree that if we're, well, first of all, <laughs> you know, we'll go back, step back one step. We have a, a, a border crisis in the United States, which isn't being addressed. Two and a half million people a year coming in across our border. That's not considered something that this government wants to deal with. But we're now spending, what, they want $10 billion more dollars yesterday for the Ukrainian people. Um, what would $10 billion do to secure the American people. But more than that, if we're going to cut off Russian oil, why don't we start uh, investing in American oil? I, I filled up the truck in Monrovia, Indiana yesterday, $4.49 a gallon. Oh, my God. And, and, I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. But then we hearken back to what the real purpose of all this may be. Back in the Clinton administration, um, I think Al Gore said that they asked him, what number do you think gasoline would have to go to until people would give up fossil fuels and start driving electric cars. I think his number is something about $7 a gallon. And that's, that may be part of the equation here that our, our now anti-American, anti-free enterprise, pro-quote, Green New Deal, unquote, government is intentionally raising the price of gas to encourage electric vehicles or encourage the Green New Deal or say, oh, we can't rely on fossil fuels. Look how unreliable it is when there's a little thing like, you know, the potential for global war uh, it raises the price of gasoline. Yeah, it's uh, it's just amazing. My opinion about Vladimir Putin, and as a senator, you will have some ability to, uh, as far as foreign policy, is that he has said for over a decade he wants to put the band together again. Yeah. Indirectly, he said, the worst part of the breakup of the Soviet Union, he said, was we lost so many good Russians. Well, he considers the Baltic states per Russia, obviously the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it uh, a part of the Soviet bloc countries. Oh, Poland. Oh, yeah. Romania. Uh, Soviet Georgia, which the Russians have taken over bits of. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, I personally believe that Putin is drive is going to try to draw NATO into this. 
and, and so many people in the United States government are pushing, pushing, pushing as well. Of course, you know, I hate to say it this way, but war is good economically for a lot of people and very bad for the people themselves. And so that's the distinction that needs to be drawn. If my, my, my answer to every question is, is it in the vital interest of the American people and does it tend to increase individual liberty and decrease centralization of power or does it do the opposite? And drawing us into, we're trying to, trying to both Putin and the European Union and the United States trying to inflame rather than to uh, decrease the situation in Ukraine is, is not in the interest of the American people, not in the interest of the world. Well, and, and, but uh, we have had a real, uh, if you look at history as a guide, which I like to, uh, land wars in Europe usually do not end really good. <laughs> and we are in a land war in Europe. And, uh, and that land war is already here. If all of a sudden the Russians, uh, you know, and they're, we've learned that their tactical uh, bombs, not that good. Yeah. Um, that one goes in and uh, explodes in Poland, yeah. explodes in Lithuania. Um, that could very well open this up. And I'm not a big war uh, monger or anything like this, but I also know that uh, we're dealing with a madman in Russia and uh and what is and what his end game is uh we have to sort of figure out and if we don't really know it yet we better be girding our loins and getting ready well well you know in our in our I still hate to use this term but our president Joe Biden um was asked last week about whether or not he was going to pressure China to uh, to put some pressure on the on Russia to back off and he says I'm not prepared to answer that question at this time well, if the President of the United States isn't prepared to answer that question at this time, who the heck is? And if he, you know, he's pretty good at choosing flavors of ice cream, but nothing else that he seems to be, you know, in charge of these days. But, you know, when you talk about history, you got to go back a lot further, because if you go back to the ninth century, uh, the, the, what's now Russia was formed by some Vikings that landed on the Dnieper at, at Kiev um, in, in the ninth century. And for 400 years, uh, the Kiev and Rus where the, uh, the, the, the center of what's now Russia. And so the, the Russian history goes back to Kiev in the ninth century. And so Putin can play on that with his own people to, to gin up support for retaking uh, Ukraine. Uh, and American people just get this kind of black and white view from the, from the mainstream media. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, this is, you know, pictures. I, I go back to Wag the Dog, right? I, yeah. want, to, I want to see Kirsten Dunst with a, with a kitten in her hands, right? Because it's almost that, that bad of what we see. Every day the propaganda gets ratcheted up more and more and more. But towards war, not towards de-escalation of the situation, yeah. but for escalation of the situation. When it's the worst possible thing. I mean, think about a heavily nuclear-armed Russia and, a, and already put their nuclear forces on alert. And then trying, and as you say, their technology is not that great. I mean, their, their bombs may go awry and... Any little infraction uh, may escalate into into a general European war, and that's something which would be devastating for the whole world. Yeah, absolutely the case. Okay, Mark McCluskey, you're going to be around Joplin today. If folks want to come out and shake your hand and meet you and get a pick with you and especially your beautiful wife, Patty, where are you going to be? Oh, Patty, where are we going to be today? We're, we're going to be at the courthouse for a while. We're going to, we're going to uh, be meeting uh, the local judiciary. Um, we're going to be having lunch at something called Briar and Thistle. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I've, I've never been there, but uh, we're, we're going to be there today for lunch. And, uh, and then, of course, 
We're going to be here to uh, tomorrow for the Lincoln Reagan Day uh, combined Newton and Jasper County dinner. And uh, you should have a good time. The candidate forum starts at 4.30. It's going to be at the Calvary Baptist Church on 50th near Mercy Hospital. I highly recommend everybody come out. And if you can get tickets uh, for dinner, dinner's going to be by Finn's. If you haven't eaten at Finn's yet, uh, uh, Mark, it's pretty doggone good. <laughs> uh, and so you can go and get your tickets at JoplinLincolnDay.com, JoplinLincolnDay.com. I'll be there. I'll be doing a couple of the forums going from there. What's your website for people who want to know more about you? It's McCloskey4Senate.com, and that's F-O-R spelled out. It's McCloskey4Senate.com. And, you know, we need all the support we can get. We were down at CPAC last week. And uh, one of the things that I, I recognized was that as this campaign has moved forward, the, uh, the, the, the traditional party is already selecting the range of candidates that they want the people to choose from. And, uh, you know, with Josh Holly endorsing Vicki Hartzler, and by the way, they have the same general consultant, and with Ted Cruz endorsing Eric Schmidt, and by the way, they have the, general con- uh, the same general consultant, um, it's a, the party is selecting the group of candidates that they think the no, voters uh, well, should it, get it, to choose from. Meet them all and decide you're going to vote for McCloskey for Senate.com. It's News Talk KZRG.